This meeting is being recorded. Good evening. Today is March 23rd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step 12, and our speaker tonight is Darian Kay. Thank you, Darian. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us, having me here. Um, Zoom can be crazy sometimes, right? Um, so just got to center myself again. <laughs> um, so I am Darian Kay. I am from the Berkshires of Massachusetts. Nice to see everybody. Um, so happy to be here um, with all of you tonight and um, sharing my story. Um, so I um, have been in program for a long time. I came in in 1986. I was a lot younger. I was 24 at the time. So I just turned 60 in February. Um, and I um, I don't know what I would do without this program, bottom line. Um, I sent my pictures to Amy. So, um, you know, whenever I'm, whenever you want to share them, you can, whenever you get them, I suppose. Do you have them or not yet? Okay, no, no problem. <laughs> All right. Um, so I came in in 1986. Um, basically all my life I was heavy. Um, I always had some extra weight um, on me. Um, I can remember like when I was in the fourth grade, I was like 85 pounds or something. And the doctor said, you know, if you can just stay there, <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, how do you do that? I don't know. Um, and the weight just went on. It just, it started to, to climb on. And, um, you know, I went from a, you know, probably just a little bit chubby um, to definitely overweight. Um, and so I was always um, struggling. I was always just about under 200 pounds. I'm only 5'3", so that's, that's you know, um, not much. And I'm, I thought I was big bone, but I'm actually very small boned. <laughs> so um, I can't blame it on anything um, except that I, that I had the extra weight on. And Lord knows I ate, I definitely ate um, to, to put that weight on. Um, although I didn't eat boxes and bags of stuff. I was a grazer. So um, I just ate throughout the day. And, or if there was something, if I, if, if, if there were two of us, you split it in half. If there were three of us, you split it in thirds, you know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> there was no serving sizes. Um, it was just how many people there were in the room and you would divide it up. Um, my dad always used to say, um, I don't want anybody, uh, I don't want us to serve border style, you know, in other words, don't put like everything on the table so you can take your own. He wanted to make sure that we got it from the kitchen and brought it to the table, thinking that that would be helpful, but we definitely made, you know, a beeline for <laughs> the kitchen again to get more. So uh, that particular <laughs> um, problem was not solved by not serving border style. Um, my sister was always, um, thinner than me. She's five years younger than me. And my mom was always heavier than me. Um, she was, my mom was always on a diet. Um, mostly the Weight Watchers and the diet workshop. Um, but she did, um, she became an Herbalife distributor at one point. So we were all doing the big giant uh, vitamins and delicious drinks, <laughs> um, very facetiously. And, um, and we were, you know, um, I, I think I lost like 12 pounds, but that was basically because I was drinking liquids and, you know, I could have drank Diet Coke or something <laughs> instead, um, you know, to lose that weight. You know, it wasn't because it was a great food plan, um, healthy or in, by any means. And it was definitely a um, temporary fix 
to a lifelong problem. Um, and dieting was only for maybe during the week for the most part, definitely Monday. Monday was diet day. Um, and then if I could sort of stick to it, I tried, but the, once the weekend came and to me, Friday was like the start of the weekend, Friday night. Um, it was, I was, I was off that food plan. I was off that diet, whatever I was given, um, weekends were for cheating, you know, I called them cheating at the time and cheating makes it sound so, you know, like just a little cheat, you know, um, so innocent, <laughs> right? No. Um, and so, but then get back on the stick Monday. And so how can you possibly have any success? Um, with a food plan, um, if you're just doing it maybe Monday through Thursday, um, and then eating or, or going to like a Weight Watchers meeting on a, um, Thursday and then binging on Friday. Cause it was the furthest day from the point that you're going to go back to the meeting, you know, that kind of thing. So I hope you don't mind me mentioning specific, uh, places that I attended <laughs> because it's all part of my story. You know, um, I never paid a lot. Um, to lose the weight, I think I I knew in my heart of hearts that um that I you know wasn't really serious about this whole losing weight thing, and it felt like deprivation. Um, it, it was it was too hard, <laughs> and I don't like deprivation. I don't like un, um, uncomfortable situations. Um, you know, I've heard people say in meetings I'm a comfort seeking missile <laughs> or comfort seeking junkie, and I I definitely am. Um, I do not like being uncomfortable. I didn't like exercising because you sweat. <laughs> um, I don't like trying new things because what if I fail? You know, just that whole, <sighs> you, 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 you just, you know, you might as well just never start anything because there's a risk involved. Um, so, you know, and that's, um, that's, that's really my, my story. So I never was successful. I cannot, I cannot tell you that, oh, this particular time in my life, I was successful in losing any weight. So in 1985, um, I was engaged and I graduated um, UMass Amherst um, in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, one of the pictures shows that. I don't know if you got them yet. No, you didn't get them. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's still whirring over here, but that's okay. Um, so in 1985, um, yeah, I was, I was heavy and that was, that's the first little picture I would show. And um, I was, like I said, just under 200 pounds and um, size 18 baggy pants. You know, I don't know if you remember baggies, but um, that's how my thighs felt you know, could, could go into those. And so I had a lot of black baggy pants, like a lot of black baggy pants. And, um, and I, you know, I just felt so uncomfortable and, um, and I, I love clothes. Um, and so very early on, I had to learn how to wear black, how to wear stripes going the long way, um, dolman sleeves and A-lines and uh, all this stuff to make me look um, like I wasn't carrying around weight, you know what I mean? And the, and the, the thing I said all the time, does this make me look fat? Does this make me, and God forbid, you should really tell me the truth. <laughs> um, and so, um, but I knew, I knew deep down inside, like I just wasn't, wasn't, you know, feeling right about my body and my legs, especially. And I used to, it's really sad because I used to think, well, and not really do this, but like, like fantasize, well, if I cut off my legs and I'm in a wheelchair, then I won't have my legs anymore. 
and I won't have to look at these fat legs. Or if I go to a um, deprived country and starve myself for a while, I'll lose some weight. Um, or um, if I go into a hospital and I get to go on IV, um, then I won't have to eat and then I'll lose some weight. So these are like the drastic measures I, I have going on in my head. Not that I ever would go and do any of that stuff, but those were the fantasies I had because I knew how powerless I was over food. And then I would do, you know, something drastic. It would only take a drastic measure for me to have any success. So a year later in 1986, I found this beautiful program and I found it the way I did all my other programs. I joined it uh, after my mother and my sister joined it because um, that's how we did all the diets. We joined the diets together and we went off the diets together. So my mom and my sister, I think my sister first came into OA in 1980. Yeah, right around night. Well, she might've come a little earlier, maybe the beginning of 86. And, and then my mom did too. Um, now my mom had no real success, even though she was on a diet all her life. Um, and, but this one, she was losing some weight. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. You know, that program of attraction was like, oh, okay, there's something, something different here. And then my sister, I had no idea that the food was so bad for her. Um, she had very bad PMS. And between that and the sugar, she um, was suicidal with the food. And so when she came into program and I heard her qualify in a Beverly meeting, um, I heard a story of despair and how that she was suicidal, like I said, with the food and wanted to kill herself. And, um, and I just, oh my God, I, my heart broke. And, and then she described how this program helped her um, get better. And, um, and, and so it wasn't really about the weight as much for her because she was always thinner than me. So I didn't really see that on her, but it was the mental um, clarity that she had and the, um, the pain that that was subsiding as a result of this program. So it was definitely, thank you. It was definitely a program of attraction. Um, so I went home and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this one. <laughs> and um, they recommended I get a sponsor. So of course, like, again, I don't wanna be uncomfortable looking for a new sponsor, new person. So I got my sister's sponsor. <laughs> um, and thank God for anonymity because she sponsored both of us for a while. <laughs> um, and, um, and so I called her. I called her every day. She gave me a food plan. Um, and a day went by, a couple of days went by, a weekend went by. Imagine that. Um, you know, and then it it just, I don't know. I, I don't, God, I know it's God today. But at that time, I thought it was my sponsor. Oh, it's because I'm calling Patty. Patty is amazing. Patty's got what I want. She must be doing it for me. Oh no, these meetings, I go to this wonderful meeting on a Sunday morning with like 200 people, must be the meeting that's keeping me abstinent, you know. Um, in the beginning, I didn't know what to believe, you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine God wanted anything to do with my food problem. I mean, he had much bigger fish to fry, you know, wars and peace and getting a boyfriend and, you know, all those big things, right, that we think are are huge at the time. Not my food problem. Um, so... Um, I didn't really believe it, but I was willing to act as if, I guess that's what we do when we first come in is we act as if, and I believed that you believed. And I definitely believed that my sponsor believed. And 
um, one in, very important thing um, was that from day one, she told me to get involved in the steps. It wasn't a program of tools, although the tools were the handrails of the steps, you know, they were the super important things to, to have that plan on a daily basis of what you're gonna do to maintain your abstinence. Um, but the steps are the, the crux of it. And so um, she made me get into what we call an AWOL. I don't know if you have them around where you're at, but it's a close study of the 12 steps. And I look at it like a college course. You sign up for it, it closes, and then that poor group of people that signed up um, go through the steps together. And there are rules, so it's not really OA approved, but it's a way to work the steps. I mean, it go and you go in sequence, and you um, make a commitment to do the fourth step, and you do it. You make a commitment to give away your step. You make a commitment to do amends. And I needed that. I needed that commitment to do that because, again, that's very uncomfortable. <laughs> and so, um, on my own accord, I would not choose to <laughs> um, confront people with an amends or. Um, or tell somebody my deepest, darkest secrets, you know. So I am so grateful that this person introduced me to the steps early on. Um, and so throughout my years, for most of my years, um, I did that kind of um, step study. And then about four and a half years ago, I came into a beautiful meeting called Vision for You. Um, and I didn't really know much about it, but I had moved out to the western part of the state. I'm in the Berkshires in the western part. I lived out in the eastern part of the state. And so I left my home groups and I, um, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. And so I had an hour commute at 7 a.m. And so I thought, well, the phone meetings aren't as good as in person, but I'll give it a try. I'm in my car, might as well. And so I did. And this was before pandemic or anything. Um, and boy, did I get hooked. <laughs> hooked. Oh, it was like, wow, this is amazing recovery. Oh my God. And I can listen to this every day. Um, and it was just amazing. And so eventually I heard somebody that I loved sharing and I called her and I said, do you have time to sponsor me? I would love to do the big book um, step study with you. And she gave me um, the information and we did it. And it was, it was wonderful because I needed that deep dive since I had done some other step um, processes. And um, it was amazing. It was an amazing journey. Um, and so I did that about three years ago um, with her. Um, and so the journey continues. And I, um, I know I probably only have like, what, maybe five minutes left. It's so hard to get it all in in 20 minutes when you've been in for 35 years. Um, but, you know, um, I have gone through so much in program. I mean, naturally, if you come in at 24 years old, you've got quite a few um, important things to go through. So I went through a marriage a year later, thin bride. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. That was just a pure miracle in itself. Um, had my beautiful child, Nikki, um, in 1991. Gained only 26 pounds in that pregnancy. Was not eating for two, eating super duper healthy <laughs> um, and just loving it. Um, loving every moment of pregnancy, um, and, but talking to people who were abstinent and pregnant in program. And that's always how I work my program. I always reach out to people that have gone before me in, in particular life situations. Um, you know, I, I got separated in 1999 from my husband. Um, he was an alcoholic, um, sort of off and on in program, which is 
even harder than somebody not even knowing about program. And he had a lot of illnesses. Um, and so I just um, needed to end that relationship. And so um, that was a tricky time for me, um, but the program carried me through. Um, and my mom passed away um, six years ago, it was six years, January. I thought I would never get through um, that um, without, I don't know, being crushed, basically. I just thought it would just crush me. Um, but I got through it. I got through it without eating. What a miracle, you know, and it was it was um, a time that I could be with my sister and make decisions. And it was it was amazing. Amazing. I just look back at it and think, thank you, God, I had this program. And when my, my mom was in the hospital, I got to call people on the phone and program who didn't even know my mom, but could support me. You know, it was just beautiful. People come to your aid and and give so freely um, in this program. It just oh, blows my mind. And that's what, I mean, that's what working with others is all about, right? So I'll just loop this, this beautiful big book in right now. Um, I read somewhere, I don't know, I, somewhere on Facebook, but it was really good. It said, when we recover loudly, we keep others from dying quietly. And I love that, right? We, when we recover loudly, we keep others from dying quietly. And that is what working with others is all about. Um, it allows us to come full circle, right? To do the steps and get through all the stuff that we need to see about ourselves. Um, and then to help somebody else, give them the courage to, to walk through whatever they need to walk through. Um, you know, like it says on page 89, Nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. And so going to a Weight Watchers meeting, I could not relate to that woman in the suit standing up in front of me. I had nothing in common with her, and she told me nothing that I really cared about. When I go to a meeting or I listen in on a Zoom meeting or a phone meeting, I am constantly bobbing my head. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, that is me. Oh, my God, that is me. Oh, wow, I never thought of that. I'm so relating, you know, on so many levels when I listen to um, to people like you all. Um, you know, um, life will take on a whole new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. Oh, my God. I have such good friends in this program. It's amazing. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will want you. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. <laughs> so true. And I need to say too that I just qualified Saturday at a meeting that my sponsor is a part of. My very first sponsor from 35 years ago. And so she asked me to qualify there. And so I closed my eyes. And when I heard her speaking, I could bring myself all the way back 35 years and she's still doing it. So it's just, it's a real program. For One life. minute. Thank you. Yep. Um, just a few things that other things I highlighted real quick is, um, and this is what I just did, hopefully with you in a little nutshell, <laughs> is to give you an account of the struggles um, that I had um, to show, show him the mental twist which leads to the first drink. There was always that mental twist and that craving. Anything that I, I ate um, on those food plans just gave me more cravings for more. 
I wanted more. And if I didn't actually eat more, my head wanted more. And thank God the guilt sometimes came into play. And I really, really, really true believe that I would have been more than 200 pounds if I ate the way I really wanted to without any, you know, with reckless abandon, I would have just been much more than 200 pounds. Um, so, um, you know, I have a lot of yets out there, which I heard at an AA meeting is you're eligible too. And I just don't want, don't want to know about that. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, it's just important. It's important to work with others. Um, that it's paramount and vital, you know, this is, this is it, page 94, and this I'll wrap up right here. It's important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you're helping him. And so, you know, by doing this, um, by sharing with all of you, I know that hopefully I'll help somebody, but it's helping me, it's helping me remember, remember when and to be grateful. Um, for today. So thank you. Thank you, Darian. That was great. Sorry about the technical issues. <laughs> um, thank you so much. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep this meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Christina, you're up. Um, hey guys, Christina S. Um, grateful compulsive overeater. Um, my gosh, Darian, thank you so much for your share. Um, I was driving, but I knew I had to just get my hand up as soon as I could. Um, I live in the Boston area and I actually, um, am doing an internship this summer out in Western Mass in the Berkshires. So like hearing that, like, that's where you live. I was just like, oh my gosh, no way. Like, higher power made this happen so that I could, could hear you speak tonight and connect with you. Um, you said so many things that like really resonated with me, like, um, the part where you were talking about like fantasizing about being in the hospital and like having IV so you could like finally lose weight. Like that was literally my last fantasy that I had that like got me in the doors of OA. I was like, wow, that's really messed up that I heard like I saw on TV that this girl broke her jaw and had her jaw wired shut and, you know, couldn't eat. So she lost a bunch of weight. I was like, that's pretty messed up that I wish that would happen to me so I could finally lose weight. Um, but anyway, sorry. My, my question is um, you mentioned like going through all these um, different experiences in life and all these hardships in like in the years that you've been in program. So what did you think was like most um, useful in those times of like working the program to, um, you know, get through all those hard things in life. Thanks. Oh, thank you. That's a, a wonderful question. Um, well, I had a solid foundation. You know, I built a solid foundation um, for my with my program. Um, I knew that I needed to do, you know, three meetings a day and three meetings a day, three phone calls a day, three meetings a week. <laughs> um, 
you know, writing and I know all the all the different tools um, and the steps. I, I had that foundation. Um, and, you know, I wrote down about that foundation. When I built my first home, um, they waited a month for that foundation to dry before they would build anything on it. So there wouldn't be any leaks or basement problems, you know. I had to make my foundation solid and dry <laughs> enough to build on. And so when things happened, as they will with life, because, you know, we don't come in here and like we hear on many meetings, it's not roses and ponies um, and rainbows. Um, but it can be. It can be those things, too, that I eat over, too. I do eat over wonderful, joyful things, too. Um, but it, but it's a solid foundation of program that I think um, has, has really carried me through. Um, and, and a constant connection um, with a higher power, praying a lot, and, and also listening to people and having God channel him or herself through that person, I think um, has been very, very important too. So, um, and just connecting, connecting with people that, that have something in common um, that, can, that can talk to me and help me know that there is um, either a way out or um, that, you know, the grief or the sadness will pass or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is. But a solid foundation is key. Thanks. Robbie, you're up next. Um, I, I don't really have a question, um, but thank you, Darian. I, I kind of want to reiterate what Christina said. Like the, it was such a, it's so helpful to be reminded of the similarities, um, and and there are aspects of my disease that I've kind of forgotten about as I get relief. But um, but the constant thoughts about how I'm going to manage these legs or this feeling of overeating um and and you know it's just it's got me feeling really grateful to be here tonight and for this change that's happening slowly without even realizing it that now when i walk into work i just remember having this this thought as i was walking into work of like okay my butt's kind of shaking and my legs feel fat and how am i going to manage it up should i skip lunch and I, I thought, God, I'm so sick of this. You know, I've been doing this my whole life. Um, and that's not going on anymore. I go in thinking, do I have my calls? Do I have a calm? Is God with me? You know, like it's changing my brain. Um, and you're reminding me of that. So really a beautiful share. Thank you. Go ahead, Lita. Thanks. Hi, Lita Compulsive Overeater. Darian, thank you so much for your share. I'm just kind of curious, and I do have a question. You talked about when you came into program that you had the sponsor, Patty, and oh my goodness, you know, Patty had all the answers, and maybe that was, you know, what was working for you. And then, um, you know, you had the people in the rooms and the meetings and everything, and maybe that was worked through. And I'm just wondering where in your journey you came up with, you know, the issue of a higher power and how that sort of came to be in your world. Yeah, thank you. That's a good question, especially for this kind of group, right, for choosing your own conception. Um, 
you know, when I first started going to meetings, I, I was afraid because they told me to get on my knees and I'm of the Jewish faith. And so, but I'm not a religious Jew, but, but of all things, I couldn't get on my knees. Like, for, and I didn't even know the reason I just knew that you just don't. And so, um, I needed to, I needed to have, you know, I need to do whatever it was, um, at that time, um, to feel comfortable. But as time went on, and it didn't take very long, um, I knew that I just needed to surrender in whatever way that I could and humble myself to something bigger than me. And it didn't matter whether I was on my knees or I was crunching down on the bed or um, it just I just needed to, like I said, humble myself to something greater than me and to know in my heart of hearts that this is not of my doing. And I... I feel like hindsight is always 2020. And so when I look back at the really difficult situations that I did go through and I say to myself, wait a minute, I got through that without eating. You kidding me? That's, that doesn't make any sense. Um, especially in the beginning of program, you know, um, I thought, Oh, there's something out there that must be doing something for me. <laughs> um, and so I really, I think that the belief sort of started to grow and evolve. Um, as time went on in program and, and I got through different things, my grandmother passing. And like I said, my daughter being born and being building a home and getting divorced. And my, my, my boyfriend has cancer. Um, and, and just the different things like that I'm living with even today that I didn't even talk about. Oh, I just know that it's my higher power carrying me. Um, and like I said, if I stay connected and I keep my foundation solid, um, then I am going to be okay. And I'm going to survive anything. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it's evolved, but I'm glad. I'm glad. And sometimes it's just blind faith. Gwen, you're up next. Hi, I'm Gwen, a compulsive overeater. And thank you so much for your share tonight. Uh, the question I have for you is, uh, can you talk about some of the service work that you have done over the years? I'm sure you've been involved in a lot of service, but just maybe some of the ones that have really helped you grow, you know, the most. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Gwen. Um, well, the biggest service I do on a daily basis is to get on my knees and ask God for help. Like that's the service I do for myself every day to turn my will over and not <sighs> gain control back in my own little head and my willingness. Um, another huge service is sponsoring people. I've always sponsored somebody in my program. I've also, um, and my very first sponsor, Patty, tells me, and she's like, sits on my shoulder every meeting, raise your hand, speak up, you know, get involved, um, let get, get let people get to know you, um, because if not, it's self-centered fear. And that's the last thing I want to be is self-centered. So I've always um, shared at meetings. I mean, you'll hear me in the vision meeting every once in a while when I can get, um, get my name in. Um, you know, I, I do service. I, I started a meeting on a Saturday morning. If anybody wants information, take my phone number. It's a beautiful meeting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and so I, I just feel like um, I haven't done it at the, you know, the intergroup level or the world service level, um, but I do it on that, that 
that uh, intimate level. I feel like that has been huge for me. Um, and when I don't have a sponsee, it feels weird. It feels weird not to be helping somebody. Um, and um, and so, you know, if you don't have a sponsee and you're ready to sponsor, it's such a joy. Um, and like it says in the big book, um, they help us more than we probably even help them because um, they help us remember when or they help us, you know, know that we're better off now than maybe we were before the, you know, um, program. And so um, that is the kind of service that I do. Um, just always, just always making sure that I'm on the, in the center of the, the, the circle, you know, what they say, if you're on the outs outside and get picked off quick. So I remain in the center um, and just remain involved that way. Thanks. Thank you. We will now stop the recording.